Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion and review podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about a graphic novel by the name of Teddy, um, adapted by Eric Tate from the novel by Lawrence Luckinbill. Uh, Fahed, if you want to talk about the Okay, so Teddy is a biography of uh, Teddy Roosevelt. It's basically a biography of one of America's greatest ever presidents, and it covers uh, his entire political career as well as the uh, highs and lows of his uh, personal life too. And the uh, if you want to talk a little bit about the creators. Cole? Yes. So adapted by from a novel by Lawrence Luckinbill, who is a renowned actor, playwright, and director. You probably have seen or known from Star Trek The Final Frontier as Spock's brother Cybok. He's an Emmy-winning, Tony Award-nominated actor who has toured the country in acclaimed solo plays depicting the lives of Lyndon Johnson, Clarence Darrow, Teddy Roosevelt, and Ernest Hemingway. Um, so this is definitely... <laughs> I hadn't noticed that going through it. He definitely has an interest in this type of historical biography type piece. Um, Eric Tate is a Brooklyn-based illustrator and designer. He works primarily in storyboarding and concept art for advertising, as well as freelance illustration and fabrication. Uh, He resides in Bushwick with his wife, three cats, and one terrible dog. So um, we're going to be discussing mostly Eric Tate's choices here, because that's kind of what goes into the graphic novel, I imagine. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I understood it as well. I'm not entirely sure how much Lawrence was involved in the adaptation process. Sometimes these things are quite collaborative, but um, yeah, I I think, yeah, we must be commentating on uh, the choices Lawrence has made in terms of the images and text that he's, he's chosen to to use for for, for this particular book. Yeah. So I just want to say uh, thank you to, um, Dead Reckoning, they provide provided us with an advanced review copies. Well, so we're very grateful uh, to them for for doing that. But yeah, Cole, if you want to kind of start with your initial thoughts, yeah, big th- big shout out to Dead Reckoning. Thank you for the advanced copy. It's really our pleasure to get to review it. So this opens up with Teddy Roosevelt entering a stage on a podium and kind of beginning this grand monologue that goes through his entire life. It's not, I think the kind of tying together of the story is done by him on the stage discussing to this assumed audience, but the audience takes different perspectives based on what he's talking about. Kind of, um, I don't, that's kind of just the, the breakdown of the, the main plot. I mean, it's, if you know anything about Teddy Roosevelt, a lot of this will be familiar. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Um, I'm also not sure like, what Fahed would know, for example, or anyone that's not American, if you learn any of this stuff. <laughs> so for me, I you know, I haven't studied a lot of American his- history. Um, I am a big fan of the podcast, The Dollop, and they have covered uh, a couple of incidents around his life. Uh, there's a spe- especially one great episode of The Dollop around uh, Teddy Roosevelt's daughter. Uh, one thing that we should just say, um, I, I think I should just say quickly, apparently Teddy Roosevelt hated being called Teddy. He really didn't like it. So, you know, he, I think he preferred Theodore. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he really didn't like being called uh, Teddy. So I think that's, that's it's, it's quite funny that that's kind of his 
how he's most popularly popularly known, but it's it's not a name that he particularly enjoyed um, being called. Also, before we get into it, I kind of thinking back on what I knew, and then I did some more research into Theodore Roosevelt, and now I feel like I need to call him Theodore instead of Teddy. But um, yeah, um, in this book, he is portrayed as a very progressive thinking, um, pro equality president but in reality he was fairly progressive but the one thing i do know from schooling and things like that is he was also a bit of a white nationalist so that kind of clouded my view i mean this was a different time obviously but that doesn't really excuse everything so it clouded my view on some things but i just wanted to get that out there in case uh anyone like takes up issue if we're talking super positively about Teddy Roosevelt during this because the the book does paint him in a very good light but I know obviously with most people from that time there are some big big problems in the way that they were thinking yeah I think it's a problem it's an issue isn't it when you're doing biographies in terms of how much how not how truthful you are but in terms of what aspects of the life that person's life you choose to highlight and I think especially now with a lot of the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff that, that's happening in the world at the moment, I think there is a, a big drive to kind of reassess historical figures. And I think by not addressing his his white nationalism, because I wasn't aware of that at all, um, that you know he had he had those views, by not addressing these uh, aspects of these important historical figures, you're kind of doing them a disservice. And do it because you know these are well-rounded people that you know have different aspects of their personality and behavior, and just trying to hide away the fact that he had, by but by today's standards, quite objectionable views. I don't think he's doing anyone a great service at all. So it's, it's a curious problem that biographers uh, have. I think. Yeah, it's kind of a problem that everyone's going to have doing any backward thinking from now on, because all views become antiquated at some point. Um, I would assume that stuff that we think now is going to be just God awful, like 40, 50 years from now, people are going to think that's ridiculous. But yeah, I think it's a very fine line to walk, especially in some in a medium of this uh, type, because you don't want to just be, you know, bagging on him and only showing that side. We also don't want to make him out to be a paragon, which is kind of my biggest issue. I very much enjoyed this book, but um, it does make him out to be kind of a very morally right and he's he's good in almost every way in this which I'll, we'll get to later but yeah, i think they kind of skip over some of the stuff uh i mean they do cover some of the negative stuff that he he, he did but they kind of like skip over it with a kind of like, let's just let's just uh move move on from that uh quite quickly um in, in terms of not giving a lot of um, space. So, yeah, I th- the thing is, Theodore Roosevelt, he did a lot of fantastic things, yeah. kind of. I, I, you know, I recently just finished watching um, a series of video essays by the folks over at Extra History covering his trust-busting activities mm-hmm. in terms of, like, breaking down kind of the, you know, these monopolies and stuff and... You know, so you know he he did a he 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 achieved a lot of great things um, as a as a politician, really. So that you know has to be taken into into account in terms of you know, the kind of the other mistakes he might have made in his personal life. We haven't um talked about the 
artworks. Do you want to, um, what were your um, thoughts on that? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it worked super well, this style for a, a biography. Essentially, we've got only three colors here. We've got black, white, and then this shade of um, grayish blue that are used. Yeah. Yeah. I love this style. I think um, it's very hard black lines, very inky. Um, the shading is just like, you can tell it's obvious, obviously just like, it's not pencil scratches, but it's just fine ink lines everywhere on, on Theodore's face. And uh, I think if you were going to do a biography in comics, this is the best style to do it. And I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I it took me a little while to, to warm up to him. I wasn't too sure what he was trying to, trying to aim for what I think uh, the artist was trying to do is kind of almost recreate these old timey newspaper cartoons that you used to read. So I don't know if anyone's aware of the webcomic Wondermark uh, by, I think his name's David Malachy. So he does kind of a very similar sort of style. Um, but yeah, he's, I, I really think he, he did a, is a very, I think it's quite a brave choice to go with the style that he went with as well. I don't know how you, what you, what you think of that because, like for me, you know, it's kind of very tempting to go down that traditional comic book art style of you. Kind of, you know, some of the other uh, Dead Reckoning books have kind of gone down that style where it's kind of like this is what comic book art looks like. But this, it's it's kind of brave to kind of go in this direction with it. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's very experimental and it works really well. I also think it's definitely helped by Eric Tate's um, handling of panel structure and his uh, yes. yeah the way he can portray movement and kind of tell the story through these multiple panel structures with things moving through panels or things repeating in panels. I think he's really good at that. And that makes the visual pace of the book very good. Um, I have issues a bit with the pace of the story, but visually I think it works really well. Yeah, I think in terms of actually just looking at the the panel layout, uh, you can kind of tell he's worked in storyboarding a long time. In terms of kind of it just kind of flows very, very smoothly. There was not there, I can't remember any pages where I was uh, struggling to to make out where my eye should be going from one panel to the other. I I think I kind of read this in one sitting, so that you know whenever I read quite a long book, this is. I don't know, close to 200 pages. About, yeah. Yeah. Close to 200 pages. And if I read a 200 page book kind of in one set, uh, sitting, uh, I've kind of, that to me is a quite strong indication that it's a smooth read. Yeah. I, I agree because I actually had two moments. I read this in one sitting as well. And I had two different moments where I realized I was, I was thinking like, I'm not sure if I'm really in love with this book but it just reads so easily. I just kept going through it without really thinking about, um, I mean, I was enjoying the art and, and, and things like that, but I wasn't entirely convinced the whole time, but I still just kept going and going through it so easily. Also a note about the coloring. Um, I'm going to stand by why I think this is the best coloring for this book, because looking at the cover, which is colored fully, um, I don't yeah. actually like it. Not a fan. fan no. not, not a fan of the cover, um, which is, a, and it's a shame if someone, this kind of uh, issue that we've come up come across before where the cover art is not indicative of the art that's inside if they'd gone with a cover that was more reflective of the uh, art that was inside the book i think it would have been 
for me a little bit more appealing yeah and a little bit more striking honestly if you had the the shades of blue in the background on that cover yeah imagine yourself in a bookstore uh my eye would would go to that much faster than it would go to this fully covered um fully colored cover right now because it just kind of looks like every other comic when it when when it's like that but that's just a nitpick yeah and yeah and I think the the other reason why they yeah I mean I don't want to bag on the cover uh, the cover too much but if you're gonna color it then kind of the way they've colored the cover is very flat and kind of the artwork in the book is is quite flat it's not kind of I wouldn't say it's got a, a great deal of depth in a lot of the the panels but I think that it kind of works uh, because uh, I think it works because of the nature of the story. It's, it's not one of those stories that kind of relies on massive uh, vistas or um, sprawling action scenes. It's very much kind of a personal, personal drama in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think, I think you're definitely right. I, I, Yeah. I think apart from the, the battle scenes um, where he's, you know, I didn't realize that he, he actually had seen, active service and i think the that's the other thing this book does kind of it does do everything it does have kind of like these sweeping epic battle scenes it does have quieter interpersonal moments it's got these surreal uh passages where he's uh seeing the the ghost of his son so it's kind of it's it it's a book that does, it plays around with a lot of different uh scenes and um scenarios yeah I think I think it does that well. I think it covers a lot of bases um, in terms of genre because when you're going through a, a person's entire life, you're going to have a lot of different aspects of that. But for me, honestly, the battle scenes were the most forgettable, just because I hadn't I had gone so deep into the biography and the po- political interest and all that stuff that um, I didn't feel as if there was a lot of stakes in the in the battle scene, and I didn't know whether that was going to impact anything else but um they are good to look at i really like looking at them but yeah i honestly kind of forgot about that segment see see the reason why it kind of stood out to me is in a lot of other biographies it might have been tempting to paint uh fyodor as this kind of reckless brave person but i think the fact that he's kind of terrified and looks clearly terrified all all the way through those battle battle scenes um especially there's a sequence in in the jungle where he's kind of lost at night and he's he's not entirely sure what he's doing he's kind of kind of trying to bluff his way through a few things i, I kind of that's kind of why it, it it stuck out to me it would have been easier to go with the choice of well he was just brave and he knew what he was doing and he was utterly competent and i think it kind of comes across that he was a little bit unsure of himself during those sequences yeah yeah, I hadn't thought about it before you'd mentioned the the combat scene, but I do like how it paints him in kind of a very human way because through a lot of this book, I feel like he's leading the charge metaphorically and succeeding in all these things and um, is kind of great at everything that he does. And it's nice to see for a moment a little bit of fear or hesitance or something to make him feel a little bit more human because for a lot of this, I feel like he is a bit of a Superman in my eyes. Yeah, I think so, and it's a lot of it kind of, especially kind of the early on sequence kind of reminded me of like Steve Rogers' origin story, kind of this weak, asthmatic boy kind of 
willed into uh, physical fitness by his uh, father and his own kind of self-drive and that kind of self-belief and that determination kind of carries him through a lot of his a lot of the a lot of the story so yeah i could i can definitely see why um some would how you can kind of get that impression of uh, that he's this superman who's uh you know physically fit physically strong and kind of you know this outdoorsman and all that sort of thing as well mm-hmm. so the kind of I, I, what one one bit that i really do want to talk about is kind of his relationship with his children yes. so his first wife, uh, I've forgotten her name. Uh, well, she passes away, and they, you know he, they have a child, his old oldest daughter, Alice, and you know he talks a lot about you know the duty of uh, being an American and uh, you know being kind of a manly man. I, I don't know if you agree with that. Or not that's kind of something that I, I felt that ran through the book a lot yeah it, it is kind of that old-fashioned man's way type of living yeah so you know his you know wife passes away and he's obviously devastated and you know she's you know she I think she kind of uh, died uh, uh, giving birth to, to, to his oldest daughter and what he proceeds to do, is basically piss off for two, two or three years and leave the raising the child to his, um, to his sister. And I just felt that I was kind of like, well, that's, you know, that's a bit dodgy there, mate. This is exactly you know what, I, mean? what she, I wanted to bring up. It's just kind of, you, you know, you've just, you've just pissed off for two or three years, mate. And you've just, there's this bit in the book where, um, I think he comes back. Yes. You know, he's he been, been playing as a cowboy and there's this bit in the book where he kind of combats, to see, I think to see his sister, and he's just like, well, you know, it would have been, you know, it's the best, you know, the best thing for her is to be raised by, 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 by my sister for for the, for this period of time. I was like, no, no, man, I think maybe the best thing for her is for her dad to be around mm-hmm. and to feel um, loved and um, valued. Um, maybe you needed that time in the wilderness to kind of like piss around and play it, play it being cowboy, but I don't think that was necessarily the best thing for your daughter so i don't know what your thoughts i was having the same thoughts and then it just gets worse when he comes back and she's i think two or three and yeah he says i think it's best if you raise her keep raising her to his sister and she says something along the lines of she'll always be your child but i'll raise her and i was like well essentially she's not your child at this point (laughs) but you you let her raise her for two years and you're like keep raising her i have other stuff to do and that just felt that's what i wanted through the whole book is even if this man was trying his best to be a good father, which he probably was, he was the busiest man in the country, essentially. And there's got to be multiple times in his life where he was just not fathering his children. And that isn't shown a lot. Yes, yes. I think what is shown a lot is kind of, I think after his, um, I can't, I think, I think after his presidential reign, he's kind of sitting down and telling telling stories to his children and they're all kind of like rushing around to um, sit by. His, or am I confusing that with a section where he's with his dad? Maybe I'm too there confusing. There is one towards the sections. end where he's telling a story about hunting the bear to his kids. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, 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 that, that was kind of odd. I felt kind of, you know, bring bring more of that family stuff in how did he uh 
you know, how did his family kind of feel about um, him being president? Because for, for, the, for those of you who aren't fans of The Dollop, they do a fantastic episode on, I believe it's Alice, Alice Roosevelt. Uh, and boy, she was a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, just put, let's just put it that way. Um, kind of, she was like the prototype wild child presidential really? daughter. She got up to, yeah, she, yeah, listen to that episode of The Dollop. She, she yeah she did some wild things uh <laughs> growing up in the white house so yeah that sounds i did not even think about that being a thing that sounds incredible <laughs> because obviously like if if you've been kind of ignored by your dad for such a long period of time you're probably gonna do a few things to try and get his attention um later on so it would have been nice to have uh a few a, a little bit of that but it's so hard when you're doing these biographies kind of which which choices do you make about which incidents to include and kind of how that feels, how that um rolls within kind of the, the narrative that you're trying to tell? Yeah, I had some, I had a lot of issues with kind of the placement and timing of things um, in this. I thought there were some things that were glanced over at a, at a ridiculous speed and then other things that lingered for far too long. Um, and some things that I feel like there had to be something between like his advancement in his political career. We don't really see a ton of politics from him. We, he becomes what mayor of New York or something, or he, he gets a large political position and then becomes the president almost immediately. And I would like to see how he grew to such popularity and power, but we don't really see a lot of that. Yeah, because like the Tammany Hall um, period of history, where I think, uh, Roosevelt became, I think he first became mayor or uh, police commission. That's a really fascinating history. And that could have been like a graphic novel in and of itself. Yeah. Just that, just that one period of his life. And that, I think that's probably maybe what you're trying to get out there is that each one of these sections of like Teddy Roosevelt's life could be a graphic novel in and of itself, kind of, you know, his time as police commissioner his time as um i think secretary of state of defense his time as president where you know he so many things he did so many things during during his presidency it barely mentions i think the trust busting activity that he got uh, he got up to barely at all really so it's kind of yeah barely at all and that's a problem when you've got some <laughs> you're covering the life of someone who's um achieve so much yeah and that's kind of a problem with um biography and comics is unless you're going to move at a breakneck pace you're not going to fit a person's entire life into 165 pages or whatever it is but yeah i think that when you're making something like this you have to take that into account and kind of weigh the importance of all of these events and that's got to be one of the hardest things to do and i respect eric tate for trying to fit it all in here but um, some of it didn't work for me. I thought some of it was great. Um, very kind of hard to, to choose for me. Yeah, I think you know it'd be interesting to read read the original book to see how much has been cut out and how you know if the tone of that book matches the tone of this one. You know the comparison that uh, you know you've just mentioned there, kind of you know covering. Uh, what you know a life in kind of 160 pages it does kind of draw the comparison to march yeah the um oh, i've forgotten the the name of this, the the american senator but um that i think that was over what three or four volumes mm -hmm. 
that they covered his life story and you know what you kind of what you mentioned there kind of giving context You're talking about john lewis to some right? of the, okay, yeah, john, yeah john lewis yeah fantastic series of graphic novels if you've not read those they're they're really really good but what you know by giving his life story kind of three volumes of graphic novels to be told it gives you greater context to the achievements that he was um able to go on and uh, uh accomplish whereas with this i think a little bit of that is lost yeah i think so and not everyone has the ability to do something that long form and it's it's probably much yeah. more contained to release it in this graphic novel format but um, I think you're right. I think a person's entire life kind of lends itself more to an ongoing um, larger story. This is a, a, a historical figure that a lot of us know about. So there's obviously some things you don't need to mention. Um, I like yeah. that they glossed yeah, over right. the attempted assassination where the bullet hits his glasses case. I, I like that they included it, but I did like how fast that was because speaking for as an American, at least we all know that story. It, it's pretty badass. But and then he continues to give the speech. It's pretty badass, but um, I'm kind of glad he chose to go over that quickly because he could have made that a huge, like, awesome scene. But most of us know that, and it kind of feels like wasted space. So I'm kind of glad he he, he did that. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the panels now, or some of the pages now towards the kind of end of the book, and it's just it, it kind of make, makes me giggle him doing um, him doing judo, kind what of his uh, obsession with kind. Of, yeah it's kind of yeah it's kind of interesting um you know so it's a pretty decent uh demonstration of kind of uh looks like a Tayatoshi and um uh uchimata that he's he's pulling off there against the guy in the black gi so yeah i have no idea what you it's said just, but it sad cool yeah <laughs> i guess yeah i do yeah used to train judo so um it's, I'm, I always get tickled when I see it in a kind of TV film or in comic books. Do you think you could so, take yeah, Teddy Roosevelt in his prime? He's a f- pretty big dude, he isn't was. he? How tall is he? How tall was he? He's like six, six one or six two. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't think I could because I think he. If one thing comes across in this book is how sheer bloodied minded he is, yeah. and kind of like he's he's he he seems like the kind of guy that I you'd need to properly put out kind of like he'd be like a bit like the terminator just kind of like yeah, I'm, not, I'm not done yet mate he's like, oh okay <laughs> i just i'll stop hitting you <laughs> just like yeah so yeah we've kind of talked a lot about the book and i think that the, the artwork does do a fantastic job of you know um telling the story uh one thing that I, I I wanted to ask you about: How did you feel about how much text was on the page? Because I think for the most part, he did uh, a pretty good job of letting the images tell the story. But there were a few pages, I think maybe out of necessity, that did feel a little bit flooded with text. Yeah, um, especially kind of some of the ones where he's giving these long long speeches. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. Um, there were some pages that were a bit wall of texty, but I think that's like most things I'm saying um, with a grain of salt that's necessary in this medium or in, in a biography. I think most of the time he put in quite a bit of dialogue and narration, but I think that the images speak for themselves. And if you were to read this, you would get without text, you would get an interesting man's life. But I think all that text is pretty necessary 
because you need his inner thoughts, you need his political views, you need all of these things to kind of conglomerate into one person. So I, th- I think it's necessary, but there were a few moments when it, I, I, I turned the page digitally and go, oh my God, like, it's just a, a list of achievements that he's done and we're racing through them and then we're going to move on to the next scene. Yeah. One thing that I've, I have just noticed with the, the artwork, he does a superb job kind of conveying emotion through uh, Teddy Roosevelt's eyes. There's just, you know, sequences of just his, his brow furrowing or um, kind of like just a, a change of kind of an arching of the eye, eyebrow or um, him squinting or kind of like tears, you know, tears um, kind of welling up in his eyes just to say, so, you know, that that's, it's not an easy thing to do just you know just simply moving the eyes around uh, to, to to convey emotions like that so that's you know that's quite superb really yeah i i would agree he does a lot of close-ups uh with teddy's face and uh, most of the facial features and the kind of interaction in this is very well drawn and you can you can see a lot of emotion at least for theodore a lot of the times for me the other people were a bit robotic, but many other times they you could tell what they were thinking as well yeah, I think um, I think you know Teddy is kind of the focus mm-hmm. of the book, isn't he? So uh, you know maybe maybe that's kind of a byproduct of uh, the artist spending a lot of time studying his facial expressions and things like, and just drawing him over and over and over and over again, and maybe not uh, spending the same amount of time with some of the other characters. And really, just in the working book. to perfect that mustache, you know. I, yes, he shows that, a lot of emotion uh, with his eyes, but I want to see more emotion shown through his mustache. Yes, it's it's not kind of Ron Swanson esque, but it's 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 kind of getting getting it's up close, there. Really. Yeah. Uh, it's close. Um, yes, I I really enjoyed the book for the most part. I mean, he's not a historical figure that I knew that much about in terms of uh, the thing. You know, I mean, I knew he was kind of like a big he's like a big deal obviously an american president i knew kind of vaguely that he was considered one of the uh great you know great presidents of the, the united states but i wasn't um aware of you know why that was so i think this was kind of as a, as a, as a primer for someone who you know coming from outside the united states i think it worked pretty well in covering the major events of his life and explaining some going some some way to explain why he's uh still seen in quite high regard um what were your kind of like thoughts about that i overall really really enjoyed it um as a person who learned a lot of this stuff there were new things for me there were things i relearned couldn't remember and it kind of retaught it to me i think i may have sounded kind of negative through this reporting um i pointed out a lot of things that i thought were wrong but i that's only because I think this is super hard to pull off in comics and not just a straight novel. Yes. And I respect the yeah. hell out of Eric Tate for this. So if I sounded a bit negative, it's just because I know how difficult this is. And I know that there are many things that you just can't do. Um, I really enjoyed reading it. And I think um, kind of the, our conversation is kind of signifies how much information is packed into this. There's a lot you can talk about. There's a lot to learn. Um, it's not like a, crazy emotional story that you're going to be thinking about for days and days because it's i mean it's non-fiction but it, it really it gets you thinking and it's very good for discussion especially if you're big into history which i'm 
really not, but this was really interesting for me. Yeah, I I, I would um, agree with that. I kind of I appreciate it just simply because for me this felt like a big swing. Yeah, uh, I think the artist took a lot of unconventional, brave choices, and that's something that I always admire. It would have been really easy to go down a different route with this comic. It can make it far more. I don't know. Don't want to say pedestrian, but just go make slightly more ordinary choices. And they, he, you know, the, the artist here, he does some weird stuff, man. Yeah. You know, kind of like I'm just looking at the um, uh, sequence where he's a cowboy and these kind of like um, uh, dream dreamscape kind of uh, uh, panels where he's kind of riding through through the night. And yeah, there's you know, there's a few things things like that where he's he takes kind of weird weird choices and i really like that and i think the choice that the, the coloring that we've talked about a lot that's that's a brave weird choice to make that's not something a lot of um uh adapters would have would have gone with they would have maybe gone with either black or white or kind of full color mm-hmm. so this kind of free color and this is something we've seen quite a lot in a lot of the books that we've reviewed as well isn't it i was just going to mention it reminds me of titan where they they both have this one shade of color and it works phenomenally yes um there was just one i'm I'm trying to find it now there's one piece of text uh that i felt was um strangely prescient where teddy roosevelt is talking about the state of the Republican Party, um, and I'm I'm seeing if I can find it. Uh, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. I'll look for it. Um, but yeah, it's they, you know there, there are a lot of uh, Teddy Teddy Roosevelt's quips, and um, I was just looking at the sequence where um, he's doing the the battleship stuff, and I think someone's just uh, just fainted. <laughs> so there's there's quite a lot of humor in the book as well. Yeah, I think that's not something that we've um, we've brought up really so for me this is this is a recommend really i I really i quite enjoyed this quite a bit um and kind of you know the the criticisms we gave is just because we can kind of see it kind of um uh kind of bursting at the seams a little bit yeah it's i mean it's chock full of stuff and how could it not be really it it's it's a it's a man's whole life in 165 pages it's it's a recommend for me as well. I think if you're interested in history, if you're interested in Teddy Roosevelt, who is one of the most interesting presidents we've ever had and is still kind of like the, the symbol of like the big, like the man president. Like he was just in every classical way, he was like a man's man. And that's just really fun to read about. Yeah, I'm going to ask probably um, a pretty stupid question. But he's one of the guys on like... Um that mountain right he's like one of the big four yeah on mount rushmore yeah on mount rushmore is he one of the big four or am i getting, i know it's kind of like washington um some other person I actually i want to <laughs> hear your i want to hear you list the four um, <laughs> uh, this is unfair um, and it's um okay so george washington definitely um the guy that invented no, he wasn't a president, was he? The guy that invented lightning, um, um, Lincoln. So Lincoln's Lincoln, on your, 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 yeah, you got half. Lincoln, Washington. I'll give you Teddy. You were uh, right about him. Okay, Teddy's on there, and oh, 
Um, I don't know. It's I don't Thomas know who Jefferson. Who... Hey, I, bar- oh, I Thomas barely Jefferson. know this shit, and I'm American, so that's pretty good, honestly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so that's yeah. So I think yeah, it's. I'm, I'm just I'm desperate to find this this passage where he's talking about the Republicans, but yeah, he I felt I felt that was uh, I think that he's basically talking about how they were um, you know becoming irrelevant or whatever. But yes, it's mm-hmm. when 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 do we find that passage? But yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I think you know, I think I've said I really enjoyed it a few times now. But yeah, it's I've got brilliant art, and I think it does as well as it could given like the mammoth task that you know that was um that was given to the the adapter but yeah yeah i would agree yeah. big recommendation from me um just like you said it's a huge undertaking and pulled off to the best of their ability and honestly it's it's a very enjoyable read i, I would recommend it to and anyone it's a very smooth read i mean even at close to 200 pages it's quick it's, it's quick it quick it goes you know it's really well paced really well paced it's very dense at the same time as being just very fast which i thought was probably a perfect medium because you, you need a lot of text in a historical piece but also you don't want to read like a textbook yeah and, and you know the way he's laid out the text like lettering is such a difficult thing mm-hmm. and he's he's you know he's done it superbly kind of you know the way he's uh spaced out the the words and his uh, choice of like word bubbles and things like that, I think, um, were, were quite uh, quite remarkable, really. So yeah. All right, I think for next time, I'm not sure if it's going to be this, but I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll throw it out there anyway because I definitely want to cover it eventually. Next time or soon, we're going to be doing Mister Invincible Local Hero uh, by Magnetic Press. I don't want to learn how to pronounce the guy's name right now and mess it up so you'll know his name <laughs> next time when we cover <laughs> it because it's not English and I'm terrible at that. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Um, we're looking at a few other things as well, so it's kind of open for discussion. Yeah, so. might have a, a couple of guests on soon as yes. well. I'm, I'm working on that too. Uh, guys, if you are not subscribed to Audiobookish, please uh that's my other audiobook review podcast please uh give that a listen we've got a couple of uh really interesting interviews coming up uh one with rebecca fortain who's the audiobook editor at far shore far shore books and we're also doing um an interview with uh the author of uh flamingo uh fashion uh yeah, so that's you know that's that's going to be coming out soon. So they're going to be off of flamenco fashion um, as well. So just uh, yeah, give it a listen, please. Uh, really appreciate it. Okay, that's it, guys. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Bye.